I want you to hit me as hard as you can. This talented man somehow managed to make his bumbling awkwardness actually charming. Maybe it's the accent, I don't know. Hugh Grant has had quite the career playing the lovable romantic lead. Quite a few of the films he is featured in are now regarded as classics, especially in that romantic comedy section of your local video rental store. But he can also play a vicious cannibal from the 23rd century. This actor has range. A scandalous act involving a lady of the night threatened to ruin that lovable image of his. How was he able to bounce back from that? Did he bounce back from that? Did it hurt his career? Did his career really recover? Did it help his career in a weird way? Or have people just forgotten about it? Or do the people just uh, don't care? Or, you know, once again, maybe it's his accent. So kick back and get comfortable, but not too comfortable, as we find out what the f happened to Hugh Grant. I'm killing the world! Before we begin, I want to say thanks for watching. Please like, share, and subscribe. Also, click that bell to get those notifications if you're into this kind of content. Now it's time to get back to the show. But to truly understand what the f happened to Hugh Grant, we must begin at the beginning, and the beginning began when he was born on his birthday, 1960, London, England. In 1982, Hugh Grant would get his first taste of the big screen with the Oxford-financed film Privileged. Young Hugh Grant would continue to struggle to find work as an actor. Then in the year 1987, we would see him finally land his first leading role in the film Maurice. Grant would share the Best Actor Award from the Venice Film Festival with his co-star James Wilby. And Hugh claims that he never considered that playing a gay character would be controversial. But guess what? It was! Speaking of controversial, he would next work with Roman Polanski in the film Bitter Moon in 1992. In 1993, Hugh Grant would finally score a solid hit when he reteamed with his Maurice director, James Ivory, for the $64 million grossing Remains of the Day. And this film, this film right here, Remains of the Day, would go on to be ranked by the British Film Institute as the 64th greatest British film of the 20th century. And do you know what film is ranked number 23 on that same list? It is the movie that would take Hugh Grant from being a bit player to the object of every woman's affection. Four weddings and a funeral. Excuse me, I think I better be where other people are not. This script would land its way into Hugh Grant's lap right as he was on the verge of considering quitting acting altogether. But he absolutely loved the script. Four Weddings and a Funeral would go on to be one of the best-reviewed romantic comedies ever made, with critics calling it delightful and frequently hilarious without being sappily sentimental, and that Hugh Grant possesses an endearing awkwardness. Simply adorable. Hugh Grant's performance would win him Best Actor at both the British Academy Film Awards and the Golden Globe Awards 
Four Weddings and a Funeral, which only cost $4.4 million to make, went on to gross an astonishing $245.7 million. Right. After appearing in the film Sirens in 1994 and Restoration in 1995, he would have a supporting role in the Academy Award-winning Jane Austen adaptation of Sense and Sensibility. Following that, he would land his first major Hollywood film, Nine Months, in 1995. The town was abuzz waiting to see Grant's British charm be translated overseas. But sometimes it isn't your lovable charm that gets the ladies, no, sometimes it's hard cash. I want something else from you. Oh, no. I, I am fully aware of your reputation and there's no way you're getting that. No. Getting what? You know. Just two weeks before nine months' big theatrical debut, and while dating one of the most beautiful women in Hollywood, Elizabeth Hurley, Hugh Grant would be involved in one of the biggest celebrity scandals of all time at that time. On the evening of June 27, 1995, Grant would be arrested near Sunset Boulevard in Los Angeles for performing a sexual act, well, actually having a sexual act performed on him by a professional lady of the evening, her. Hugh Grant would plead no contest to the charges and was facing some hard prison time but would only be fined $1,180. He was put on two years probation and ordered to take an AIDS education program. And Hugh Grant's mugshot became one of the most infamous celebrity mugshots ever. Just look at it. It's just like the most horrible, amazing thing ever. Most people expected him to back out of his already scheduled talk show appearances. But like a champ, he didn't cancel a single one. The most famous of his interviews being the very first, on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno, where Jay Leno would ask the famous question, what the hell were you thinking? More like, what the f were you thinking? WTF, am I right? Let me start with question number one. <laughs> what the hell were you thinking? <laughs> but during this interview, something kind of amazing happened. Something that I don't think really could happen in today's, you know, social media cesspool of a world we live in. Hugh Grant didn't make any excuses for what he did. He didn't try to blame it on anybody or anything or society or a mental issue or something. He just flat out admitted that he did a bad thing and it was a big mistake. And most people respected him for it. He didn't even get hashtag cancelled because it was 1995. But yeah. Grant made a mistake, made no excuses, and his career seemed to actually gain momentum. Because why the f not? The way Hugh Grant handled the Jay Leno interview is truly stuff of legend. He used his awkward sense of humor to perfectly handle the situation. He was humble and hilarious, and maybe it was just his, you know, amazing acting skills, or maybe he was just like, it, I'm just gonna be honest and true, and we the people kind of accepted it and moved on. Truly a strange and fascinating moment in our pop culture. And yeah, it was two consenting adults, but yeah, it was illegal and, uh, you know, worse things have happened in Hollywood. 
But yeah, to walk away from a scandal like this, almost like a champ, he did it. Hugh did it. Oh my. That, although I've never been one to, uh, uh, you know, blow my own trumpet, as they say, I, I think this is... Um... <laughs> And the movie that he was there to promote, Nine Months, it ended up being a solid hit, pulling in nearly 140 million worldwide. However, in the years since, Hugh Grant has said that he can't stand his performance in the film. He said that since he was being paid so much money for this role, he felt like he had to ramp up his acting and accommodate for that much money, you know, millions of dollars. So he actually was trying too hard, and that resulted in Hugh Grant overacting, which he says is the worst performance of his career. But a lot of people like this movie and say it's really funny. But yeah, see, you've already forgotten about that hooker thing, right? That's the power of Hugh Grant. Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? I don't know, but that he just does it. He did it. Wow. Completely innocent. Nothing happened. I, I, I was completely faithful to you. Lily Teller, wasn't I completely faithful? Completely faithful. There, see? No! Mr. Grant would finish out 1995 with two fairly forgettable ventures, the overtly titled The Englishman Who Went Up a Hill But Came Down a Mountain, and An Awfully Big Adventure, which critics said was anything but. 1996 would see Grant take on the box office bomb Extreme Measures. However, critic Gene Siskel, the other guy with the thumbs, gave the film praise by saying that Hugh Grant's work in the film was a refreshing standout. After taking three years off, Hugh Grant would return in 1999 with the film Mickey Blue Eyes. With its $36 million budget, it was only a moderate success pulling in $54 million at the box office. However, his next film would prove to be the biggest hit of his entire career when he appeared alongside Julia Roberts in Notting Hill. And you know, it's a romantic comedy, but it actually has an interesting story and it's, it's told quite well. These two superstars, Hugh Grant and Julia Roberts, have chemistry. Notting Hill would make an impressive $363.9 million of a $42 million budget and would earn Golden Globe nominations for both Julia Roberts and Hugh Grant back when people cared about the Golden Globes. Then he would be directed by a guy named Woody Allen in a film called Small Time Crooks in the year 2000. Then Hugh Grant would head back to the British romantic comedy genre, you know, the one that made him a star, with the film Bridget Jones' Diary. Although this time Hugh Grant was not the wholesome romantic lead, rather the charming but cheating boss. See, he has romantic comedy range. He's moving on as an actor, growing. Critics really liked Bridget Jones's Diary. They found the film sympathetic and likable, and audiences would spend their hard-earned money to the tune of $282 million off a $25 million budget. Wow, these Hugh Grant romantic comedies sure do make a lot of money and don't cost a lot of money to make. Interesting. Hugh Grant would return for the film's sequel years later in 2004 for Bridget Jones' The Edge of Reason. They would throw Hugh Grant in another romantic comedy smash hit. This time, he was alongside Sandra Bullock 
because they haven't teamed those two up together yet, with the nearly $200 million grossing film Two Weeks Notice. The reviews for this one were a little less enthusiastic than his other previous ventures in the rom-com genre. Two Weeks Notice lacked the freshness of his other romantic comedies, but it made a lot of money, so who gives a f Hugh Grant would follow that up with another Golden Globe-nominated performance, with the $130 million grossing About a Boy in 2002. One of his best performances. Single mums. Why hadn't anyone told me about them before? The guy was on a roll, making movies that made money and, you know, got award nominations and stuff. And then he would make what many consider to be a Christmas classic, Love Actually. He played the Prime Minister in this one, right? And this romantic comedy was the directorial debut of Richard Curtis, the writer of Four Weddings and a Funeral and Notting Hill. You know, basically the guy who created Hugh Grant. This ensemble film garnered $246.8 million off a $40 million budget. And yeah, Hugh, he's funny, he's silly, he dances around, and it's romantic and stuff, and it's Christmas. A lot of people love this movie, actually. God, come on, get a grip. You're the Prime Minister, for God's sake. Then he would appear in the box office bomb American Dreams. Spelled with a Z, it's a satire about singing competitions and terrorism. You know, so 2006. Hugh Grant would have another hit on his hands when he co-starred with Drew Barrymore this time because, you know, he hadn't been in a romantic comedy with her yet, in the $146 million grossing music and lyrics. Critics actually praised the chemistry between the two leads, Hugh and Drew, although it was later revealed that he and Drew Barrymore did not get along while making this movie. Scandalous. But not as scandalous as that other scandalous thing that Hugh Grant did that you've probably forgotten about by now. Oh. Oh. <laughs> right, 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 gotcha. Then Hugh Grant was, you know, looking at all of the romantic comedy actresses that there are out there, and he was like, Oh, I haven't been in a romantic comedy opposite Sarah Jessica Parker yet. So he went and did that in a film called Did You Hear About the Morgans in 2009. Critics absolutely tore this one apart, saying that the film had an unfunny script that actually tested the likability of its two stars. What, Hugh Grant, not likable? Speaking of people not liking Hugh Grant, Jon Stewart. Hugh Grant actually went on The Daily Show to promote this thing, you know, the movie Did You Hear About the Morgans? And Jon Stewart said that Hugh Grant was the worst and rudest guest that he'd ever had. So yeah, you know, Hugh Grant still had that kind of reputation, but he was still so charming, nobody cared. It, it's the accent. What? In the year 2012, Hugh Grant would branch out from his romantic comedy roots by voicing a pirate in the Academy Award-nominated film The Pirates, Band of Misfits. Then he would go on to work with the Wachowskis in their really, really expensive, really, really experimental film called Cloud Atlas. This is one of those movies that you either love it or hate it. And a lot of people hate it. And it lost a lot of money at the box office. However, Cloud Atlas introduced us to a new side of Hugh Grant. Hugh would play multiple characters in this film, with some branching way beyond what we thought was in his acting range. 
This film shows that Hugh Grant can transform into practically anything. This is one of those performances when you're watching it with people, you're like, that's Hugh Grant, and they're like, no, it's not. I'm like, no, I swear, it's Hugh Grant. Look it up, it's Hugh Grant. And like, no, -uh. I'm like, yes, it is. And that's the power of acting. But yeah, even I still have a hard time believing that that is Hugh Grant. Wow, WTF. After appearing opposite Marissa Tomei in the rewrite in 2014, Hugh Grant would star in his first film with director Guy Ritchie in the big screen adaptation of The Man From U.N.C.L.E. Though the film's high production budget of around 80 million kept the film's 107 million dollar gross from being a hit, it did mark the beginning of a collaboration that yielded the highly respected flick The Gentleman in 2019, which marked a true comeback for Hugh Grant. Everyone was like, oh, this is what kind of actor you're gonna be now. Okay, I like it. The Gentleman would pull in $115 million off a $22 million budget, and he's gonna work with Guy Ritchie again in the upcoming film Operation Fortune. I mean, Operation Fortune. 2016, we would see Hugh Grant star opposite Meryl Streep in the film Florence Foster Jenkins. Hugh Grant would receive several nominations for his performance, including the British Academy Film Awards, the Golden Globe Awards, and the Screen Actors Guild Awards. Such prestige. Everyone was like, wow, Hugh Grant's really taking this acting thing seriously. In 2017, he would take on a role that he would later call his favorite role he's ever played in a film, that of a narcissistic actor who had fallen from grace in the nearly 100% fresh Paddington 2. I suppose you know who I am. Oh, yes. You're a very famous actor. Oh, Pooh. <laughs> or used to be. Now you do dog food commercials. <laughs> this film would go on to make $222 million off a $40 million budget. And I have to admit, I have not seen this thing. But everyone is saying it's like the greatest thing ever made. And I'm like, really? Paddington 2 is the greatest thing ever made? Like, okay. I trust you guys. So, you know, I'm gonna watch it. One day. I have to see Paddington 1 first, though. I don't want to get lost. But yeah, Paddington 2, huge hit. So Hugh Grant was like back and better than ever, whether you knew it or not. In 2018, we would see Hugh Grant make the transition to television, which used to be a bad thing. Now it's a good thing. Starring in the highly acclaimed A Very British Scandal, where Hugh Grant would once again be nominated for several awards including an Emmy, a Golden Globe, and a SAG. He would follow that up with a popular miniseries, The Undoing, in 2020, where he would play a cheating husband accused of murdering his girlfriend, where yet again his performance would be recognized with a slew of award nominations, including, again, the Emmy, the Golden Globe, and a SAG. Also in that year 2020, he appeared in that death of 2020 thing, or whatever. Well, I'm pretty sure that I am a historian here. Cut to a map or something. Over the years, Hugh Grant has been no stranger to true-life scandals. In 1996, he would win a substantial amount of money by suing the UK-based newspaper Today, 
After they falsely reported that he was verbally abusive to extras on the set of the film, The Englishman Who Went Up a Hill, but that was, you know, fake news. In 2007, he was awarded undisclosed damages against the UK publication, The Daily Mail, for several false claims about Grant and his relationships. More Hugh Grant fake news. Hugh Grant says that he was forced to take such actions against the publication because he was sick of seeing entirely fabricated articles about his private life for their financial gain. In April of 2007, Grant would be arrested for allegedly assaulting a paparazzi. However, those charges were dropped due to insignificant evidence. British actor Hugh Grant was arrested and questioned by the police in London after a photographer accused the actor of attacking him with a tub of baked beans. But most notably of all, well, except that whole hooker thing that you probably forgot about, in April of 2011, Grant would publish an article titled The Bugger Bugged, in which Hugh Grant, of all people, turned the tables on tabloid journalists who had been ordered to illegally tap phones of anyone deemed interesting. And this was done with full knowledge of the British government saying that every British Prime Minister from Margaret Thatcher on had cultivated a very close relationship with Rupert Murdoch and allowed his media entities to act with near immunity for any illegal activities. Which, you know, sounds illegal. It was revealed that police were ordered to drag their feet on investigating such claims as illegal phone tapping. That's not true, they said that's just a conspiracy theory, they said. But when the truth was finally revealed, Hugh Grant was hailed as a hero for his expose. This leading man protagonist on the movie screen became a leading man protagonist in this real life story. And wasn't your apartment broken into in 1995? <laughs> yeah. And you say on the orders of the British newspapers. That's How correct. This, yeah. this is crazy. Hugh Grant was the king of the romantic comedy. He had a few scandals that should have ruined him, but they didn't. They just made him stronger. I have a feeling that Hugh Grant still has a few more surprises up his sleeve. And here at the Joe Blow Movie Network, we love Hugh Grant. You know, a platonic, legal kind of love that he didn't have to pay for. Just straight up respect. You know, for bringing us so many great films, with such memorable characters. He took that romantic comedy genre, which, you know, was kind of running dry, and with his wit and his charm and his talent, transformed the rom-com into a true respected art form for a while. And the characters that Hugh Grant brought to life on the big screen, only he could pull off. And only Richard Curtis could write. But yeah, like I said, in recent years he has been taking on a lot more daring roles, and he has earned some of the best reviews of his career for it. Hugh Grant is an actor that most people just love seeing on the screen, and I for one cannot wait to see what he does next. And apparently what he's doing next is a Dungeons and Dragons movie, so wow, yeah. Breaking news, Hugh Grant is a nerd. So nobody should give a f about what the f happened to Hugh Grant because he's doing just fine. Way better than you would think considering, you know, all the stuff. But yeah, forgiveness or whatever. It's cool, it's none of our business. Just keep making good movies. But yeah, seriously, what the f*** were you thinking?